Before we begin this episode, we're incredibly excited to say that this episode is sponsored by Blake Everly Co. Blake Everly Co. Actually, it's kind of a weird merger. This shop owner makes girls' clothing from newborn to 5T, and she's actually got some spooky stuff. So we thought parents, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, friends of little spawns, <laughs> little spawns. would actually get a kick out of this stuff and be able to find some really cool spooky Halloween unconventional stuff for their children. Yeah, definitely. She showed us some mock-ups of her clothing and it's great and some fabric choices that you guys can choose. And I personally, if I had little kids, there's a shining piece that I am so down for. Yeah, she showed us that she had a fabric from The Shining, The Exorcist. She also has just like in general Halloween themed, spooky themed fabric that you can choose from at a really affordable price. So we really are grateful to her for sponsoring us and we would also like you to check out her shop we do have a code which you guys can use for 10 percent off and it is t-e-p so just for the exorcisters podcast t-e-p-10 yep so blake everly co is on etsy it is b-l-a-k-e E-V-E-R-L-Y-C-O, all one word, no spaces. So again, thank you to Jessica at Blake Everly Co. for being our very first sponsor. Yes, thank you so much. And we hope you enjoy our episode. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 42. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing the 1979 sci-fi horror classic, Alien, on its 40th year anniversary. Mm Mm-hmm. I know you have some thoughts. So, okay, wait. Before we get started, we actually went and saw this in theaters today. Yes, which was really cool. Fathom Events, which does, you know, a lot of the events, Mm -hmm. obviously, in movie theaters, um, brought it back to screen for its 40th anniversary, and this is actually my very first time seeing it in, was in theaters, so I'd never seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't let me know what you thought this no, whole time. No, you have no idea what my I, opinion I don't. is. But what's your opinion? My Because opinion. I knew your opinion going into this. <laughs> I hate sci-fi anyway, and honestly, I found this movie so boring. I was coming up with grocery lists. I was like, well, I need to get that. I need to call that person. I was so bored Into this your whole time. tasks. Yes. Yeah. So I was bored in a couple places, but I just right off the bat, I do enjoy some sci-fi and you enjoy no sci-fi. No (laughs) sci-fi. Like not that you haven't seen sci-fi. The first sci-fi I have ever liked was The Martian. That's it. Okay. Everything else. No. Not a fan. So there is some sci-fi that I do enjoy. I love, huge fan of Star Wars. I think that's kind of like a mainstream that most people like even if they're not really into mm-hmm. sci-fi so that's minus kind of a, me right minus you so that's kind of a I guess a cop-out but I do enjoy a lot of sci-fi and there are some well it's just a more 
the probably most mainstream sci-fi mm-hmm. that there is. And I honestly, I think we've talked about this. Like when we did The Fourth Kind, I never feel like watching an alien movie. Mm-hmm. But when I do, I usually get into it, if not for the actual movie content, just for the idea of it, I guess, is really scary. Okay. And so for this movie, I'm, you know, thinking a lot about the time frame that it's in. So this is 1979. So we mm-hmm. have Star Wars did, has come out by then, mm-hmm. by by this time. Uh, there so have had been Close Encounters. Right. So had 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is like the number one sci-fi flick of all time. Right. Those had all come out. Yeah. So it's not like this movie did anything that hadn't been done before in that respect. Mm-hmm. But I think what it did do was, again, my first time seeing it. So you're literally getting, and so is Kristen. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even, even my husband asked what I thought. And I was like, nope. Guess you're going to have to listen to the episode. So I've never talked about this movie until right now. So mm-hmm. this is just like a raw reaction, basically. I'm excited. I admired a lot of things about this movie. I, one of them was the design of the ship. Mm-hmm. I found that really neat. And I think that, you know, having the very limited exposure to computers, at least on an everyday basis back during that time period, because we didn't really start seeing computers in homes until the late 80s, early 90s. And even then, it was like, if you're like wealthy right you know so or at least in that middle class area upper middle class so for them to think about all of these things and what would a spaceship in what was it 2120 2122 2122 what would that look like what would that be and it honestly uh, yes obviously if there was that sort of spaceship now it'd probably look a little bit more digital a little less analog Mm by you know what i mean by that i know it's digital but like aesthetically right you know but I thought that was really cool I thought that was I think there was a lot of vision put into this movie that I really appreciated Mm -hmm. now I wasn't bored the whole time (laughs) but there was a lot of running around the ship Mm -hmm. that was kind of it just ate the time in my opinion Mm -hmm. and there wasn't a ton of full alien Mm-hmm. which I was expecting a little bit more of just because, again, this is one of those movies I'm relying heavily on pop culture to teach me about right. before I had even seen it. Mm-hmm. And so there were a few scenes that I thought were from this movie that may be from a sequel. Okay. more Because I know Sigourney Weaver, Weaver comes back. There was one where the little tongue aliens like right in her face and she's like terrified. And, kind of, and that may have been from a sequel. I'm not sure that may have been made up. I have no idea where it came from. Or maybe I just, in my head, that's what I saw. I have seen all of them. It's been a long time because I watched them purely for the fact that it is pop culture and I feel like I should know. Be a part of Exactly. It. Yeah. So it's not like I watch them over and over. So I think that might happen in two. It's so okay. aliens. So we might get to that eventually. Yeah. But I don't know. And, you know, I know that obviously the chest scene, mm-hmm. it, you know, that's just... Everybody knows that. That's even how I tease this movie without ever seeing mm-hmm. it because that is iconic. And I liked the, I know that there was some trivia in the beginning about the director not really considering it like a special effects kind of movie. That being said, I liked a lot of the special <laughs> effects. I thought that they were very well done. It seemed like a you know high budget movie that they put a lot of time, effort, money, and love into. I liked the strong female character, but then there were other times where I'm like, She's still not being respected, though. So, Sigourney Weaver's character, 
Um, I like that she survived and I like that she was the second in command, but even second in command, they didn't really seem to respect her. Yeah. So it was kind of a wash almost for me as far as her character goes. I know she, it's kind of hailed as this woman character in horror. Exactly. But at the same time. Well, look at what you had had up to that point. She's like the strongest female we had had yet. Exactly. So. Yeah. So let's get into some of the things that I did have a problem with were... Again, the walking around the the spaceship a mm. lot. Mm-hmm. What about how long it takes to even get to the chest burster? burster? Yeah. That yeah, took forever, it right? It did. It did. And there was, you know, I, I understand the discovery and that, oh, I think we're getting a warning message. And mm-hmm. some of the buildup was just a little long. And some of the things, I also, this may be super nitpicky and this may not even be a thing. If space exploration is just like a thing, that's mm-hmm. something we're doing. They're a commercial freighter, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and why are they like the only ones out there? Mm-hmm. You know, there's no one to help them, no one to help intercept them. No one has ever come across this before. Mm-hmm. It seems like if we're continuously mining other planets with commercial ships, there would be some sort of, for lack of better word, highway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's interesting. Like the whole tagline is in space, no one can hear you scream, but they're commercial ships. So why are they, are they, are there not other commercial ships? Again, Mm -hmm. just one of those things where I was like, maybe I don't need an explanation for it because that's not what the movie is intended to do just an interesting no totally i just i mean i don't like this movie but devil's advocate for a second what if they're this is a new ish mining operation so maybe they've only had like one or two basically semis and that's fair go through space and the alien like heard them and that like set up this whole trap that's very true and something i even thought i was like so they're basically the space truckers that's exactly honestly (laughs) so I could definitely see that, and that's totally fine. It wasn't, like I said, a huge sticking point where I was bothered by it, but I was like, hmm, are they truly alone? And it's going to take 10 months to get back to Earth. That's mm-hmm. a long time, you know, so they clearly are incredibly far away, or they just don't move very quickly. Mm-hmm. Did it take them that long to get where they were going? I don't know. A lot of questions that mm-hmm. it, that's not what this movie is for. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. So I'm just going to let that rest. <laughs> Another thing was there was a lot of splitting up in this movie. Yes. And that is just a trope, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Exactly. Whatever. And uh, I just, there was a lot of use of uh, the camera technique of strobe light effects. Yeah, they should have warned. They do not warn you ahead of time if you have seizures. you right. They should have. <laughs> I was definitely, I think one of the things is this movie is such an old, not that old, it's 40 years old, but an older classic film that I'm sure they think that people that love this movie are going to see it, Mm -hmm. you know? And for me, never having seen it, yeah, it was a little jarring. Mm -hmm. I don't have seizure problems, but sometimes like vertigo and dizziness Mm -hmm. every now and then. So it that was a little jarring, and but they're using that technique to distract from I think some of the shortcomings mm-hmm. of the time, of the you don't want to see the seams or the zipper on the creature or exactly because there's a man in the suit exactly. you know, and so I totally get that. It's just a little jarring because pretty much the whole third act is strobe lights, is strobe lights <laughs> and alarms and but, smoke and yeah, 
But I will say another thing that I actually liked, I found my cell, my heart racing. Oh, really? I did. I found myself, mostly it was, the countdown scenes are obviously mm-hmm. designed to Yeah, she's got to get there in time. Anxiety. Come on, hurry up, hurry up. So she sets the ship to self-destruct, and it's counting down, and she's racing against the clock. So I did find myself mm-hmm. very uh, a- anxious. Okay, but did anything scare you? No. But I think that there's a fine line with this movie between sci-fi and horror, and I could see the horror being very, you're on a ship with something that is going to kill you. And one of the things that the twist in this movie was the science officer, Ash, was actually a robot, said was it's, you know, just as, this isn't, I'm paraphrasing, but it's mm-hmm. just as perfect as it is hostile. Mm-hmm. So he basically ends his lifespan saying, mm-hmm. you're going to fucking gonna die. die. It's going to kill you. So that is, I think, where it maintains its horror factor mm-hmm. it's just basically it's it's a cat and mouse thing but say, with it, an otherworldly definitely a haunted house where you yell at people get out of the house get out of the house go to the cops go somewhere you literally can't yeah so it takes that factor out of it that's definitely horror and i respect it for that that's awesome yeah i just wasn't scared and yeah really bored i also there the um, uh, this is the other thing i had a problem with and i'm not looking to have problems but i did just see it so yeah you know I think that you can use a cat jump scare one time mm-hmm. and it be effective. Yeah, but when you keep doing it, several times. I, I know for I know two for sure, and it borderlined on a third one. Mm-hmm. But there were two big jump scares where you think it's the alien and then it's the cat. So you know, not very creative because you give it away. Like you did it once already, and it may have been effective. Mm-hmm. But now we're looking for the cat again. Mm-hmm. But I did respect that they would not leave without the cat. Yes, she saved the cat. That's the best part. Yeah, and I really thought the performances were great in this movie. The acting wasn't, to me, in my opinion, wasn't cheesy. Or I mean, I bought into all the performances. Mm-hmm. I thought Sigourney Weaver She's was incredible. I don't know why she doesn't wear a bra in space, but that's none of my fucking business. Well, <laughs> the 70s. They didn't wear bras in the 70s. Oh, true. I just think you that'd be so uncomfortable. You're running around. and I still stand by the comment that I made to you. She's on the little ship to leave, and she's in her underwear. And I'm sorry, you've been out there for so many months, and then you guys were working right as you woke up. You had time to shave? Because like, those underwear are way <laughs> low. You had half to shave. You don't want pubes in space, Kristen. I'm just saying... <laughs> Maybe that's something we do in the future. We just get rid of pubic hair altogether. I was about to say, maybe we continue to evolve and our bodies realize that we don't want it anymore. And so women just never have body there you hair. Go. <laughs> I, that would save me so much time. <laughs> Honestly, this is a super tangent nobody asked for. No. I respect women that are like, fuck it. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, good for you, man. Right? Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. I can't do it because I'm like, what the fuck? I need to shave. All right, moving on. I honestly don't have a time. I mean, this movie was not made for me. Uh, We actually took both of our significant others, and they both really like Alien. Mm -hmm. And Brad loves Mm sci-fi, and so does Connor. Yep. And so that's great. Yeah. You know, it's not my kind of horror. Now, that being said, I was interested in a lot of it. I wish it hadn't have been quite as slow, and there wasn't quite as much splitting up and looking at different parts of the ship and each person looking had like their own screen time Uh and was going through all these things because I think that that gets lost a little bit Mm -hmm. because they did a fine job building suspense when it was condensed. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they needed all of the 
looking for the alien mm-hmm. as much as they they did. So I think that that was overkill. But that also being said, I can definitely see how somebody would like this movie. I'm kind of interested to see the sequels now. Okay. Personally, I kind of want to see what... The, I, now, I've seen Prometheus, mm-hmm. but that was because I was with an ex that really mm-hmm. liked Alien, and so I watched Prometheus, but I'd never really watched any of the other ones, mm-hmm. so I, I didn't understand it. I will tell you, it. one and two, like, I hate Alien, and I will say one and two are good. The rest of them fucking suck. Also, one and two are horror, whereas the rest of them are more action-y. And Definitely I'm not a sci-fi. huge fan of action movies. If there yeah. was, if I was to rank movie genres, horror would obviously be my number one. Mm-hmm. I would probably, honestly, have sci-fi close to my top four, and at the very bottom is <laughs> action. action. I'm yeah. not a. I don't like action movies. They just all are kind of the same to me. Blow stuff up, run away from the bad people, mm-hmm. do cool stunts, and that's great. There's a time and a place. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And so, even superhero movies kind of teetered the line for me a little bit. So, but you know, I def I don't want to shit on this movie because I did find myself like a little bored a few times, but for the most part, especially towards the end and the um, second and third acts, the second act was a little long. First and second were. Mm-hmm. A lot of buildup, but towards the end, like I said, I didn't. I felt like my blood pressure was raised. I even checked my pulse at one point. I was like, "Is my heart racing?" And mm. I was like, "Wow, okay, which is really good cool. job." Yeah, yeah I, that was great. I don't know if it would have happened if it wasn't in theaters. Uh-huh. I don't have that to weigh against. But if you put yourself in the '70s when this came out, I'm sure it was very effective. Definitely. I mean, a monster in space—that's one of our worst nightmares as humanity. Exactly. And little Earthlings that. You know, we think our technology is so inferior to anything that may be out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought it was it was pretty pretty middle of the road for me. I don't have a ton to say about it. I thought some of the trivia stuff was interesting. Uh, since this was an event, they had, like, a hosted trivia thing mm-hmm. at the beginning. And some of that was kind of cool. Yeah, and I looked up a couple more, but not much. The chestburster scene, actually, the rest of the actors had no idea what was going to happen. They knew that something was going to happen. Right. And they came to set and everyone was wearing raincoats. So they were like, oh God, what the fuck is going <laughs> to happen? But they didn't know exactly. Yeah. And even, and this is horrible, I can't remember her name, but I'm really bad with names. Not Sigourney Weaver, but the other female. She gets sprayed with blood when the chest burster comes out. Yeah. She didn't know that was going to happen. So that scream was real and their reactions yeah. are real and stuff like that. So it's that's interesting. Amazing. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because when I teased this movie on Saturday night, sorry, it was a little late, I teased it with the chest bursting scene and somebody commented and said, "What wasn't their reactions real? Didn't they not know? And I didn't want to answer because I was like, I'm pretty sure that's correct, mm-hmm. but I'm not 100% it's sure. It's kind of correct. Because I didn't want to be like, I don't know, you're, the review is going to be my first day seeing it ever yeah. in, in life, you know? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's what I've actually heard, which I love when directors can pull that Mm -hmm. off because yes you read the script but if you can tweak it to where certain things are left out and even a surprise for your cast I'm not saying these are bad actors and they wouldn't have given a really good reaction but having them not know get some of the and I hate to say this but like in The Exorcist when Ellen Bernstein gets really hurt Mm -hmm. it was an incredible shot so well they also only shot this one time they used four cameras just surrounding them and shot this one time and you got all those amazing reactions which didn't feel faked or anything yeah good job 
And I would love to see like a make, honestly, I would love to, I probably wouldn't watch it if it was like an hour and a half long, but like a little 15 minute thing of some of the behind the scenes stuff of how they managed to pull off some of these effects, especially without all the CGI that we have today. I would love to know some of that stuff, like the chest bursting scene and stuff like that. Jim I'm sure Henson it was... was the biggest, like yeah. Jim Henson did the puppets for this. And... Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now the alien suit was a dude in a suit. It was a dude in a suit, but yeah. Jim Hansen created the suit. I mean, just like Babe Bird. So That's it's cool. still a... Yeah. I still consider it a puppet. I know it's a dude in a suit, but I still think it's a puppet. Because of his involvement? Yeah. And... He's a puppeteer. That's what he does. Yeah. Interesting a little bit. Like, uh, the robot, he falls apart, and it looks like he's squirting milk and all that. It's not actually milk. It is dyed water, but... Which was disgusting. They couldn't use milk because it would curdle because of the <laughs> hot lights. Isn't that gross? <laughs> And you know how I feel about milk in the first place. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, you knew. At first, it's like, are you an alien? Mm-hmm. You know? But then it's a robot, and that says the, the crew is mm-hmm. indisposable as long as we get the alien back to Earth. Which, I have a question. What the fuck were they going to do with it if they got it back to Earth? And the guy who played Ash, the robot, that was actually, he went on to play Bilbo in Lord of the Rings. I fucking knew he looked familiar. I know, right? He was so young that I couldn't. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. He needed that gray hair and a Hobbitses. ring that made him crazy. He was so. a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a better movie than this one. Is Lord of the Rings, that's fantasy, not sci-fi. Yes, exactly. Technically breaking down movie genres. Yes. That's fantasy. Which is another one that I have a hard time with. Lord of the Rings is the first fantasy I've liked. Harry, okay, would you, Harry Potter's a fantasy, too. Technically, I guess, right? Interesting, interesting. Hmm. You I have guess, to reevaluate yeah. your <laughs> fantasies now. <laughs> well, I guess I put that more in a kid's category. Which... Yeah, like family movies. I mean, this isn't a very long episode because I just don't have a ton to say, which is kind of, I guess, kind of a shallow episode. But again, this was my very first viewing, and sci-fi horror is not where you're going to find me standing in line clamoring to get in yeah definitely. which is fine and and that's one of the things that we're pretty similar on we're similar on most of our opinions on horror i think i liked it more than you (laughs) safe to say that i did not dislike this movie it is one that i would watch again really yeah i would watch this again okay i probably wouldn't have a whole movie night around it Mm -hmm. but if it was on and i didn't or i didn't know what else to watch or brad wanted to watch something horror which is pretty rare Mm -hmm. you know i'd be down to watch alien or any of the sequels or you know give them another chance i think it's one of those i never just like superhero movies i never feel like watching it and then a lot of the times i do Mm -hmm. i don't not enjoy it so i i don't know if watching it at home would change my experience with this movie Mm -hmm. i don't think that i would be as anxious as i was during some of those suspenseful scenes which is fair i mean you have the noise and the giant screen Mm -hmm. and the dark theater I also would like to mention, if you're going to go to a movie, please show up the fuck on time. Right? Goddamn. I, well, this was another full theater, which we don't, that doesn't happen very often because of the times we choose to see movies. Right. For this reason. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not to sound like pretentious or self-important or anything like that, but even if we weren't doing this to make content, mm-hmm. you still should respect people seeing a movie you can assume that everyone in that movie has seen it that's why they're there but you would have assumed wrong because i had never seen it before exactly so this was my you know inaugural experience into the alien world and other than like i've seen a few scenes of alien versus predator which never seen any of the predator movies Mm -hmm. either so well didn't really pay attention it was just kind of on tv so 
the people that came in, it started at 1 o'clock. It's not like it's early mm-hmm, or anything. Exactly. What were I you mean, doing? We left, you know, we only live about 10 minutes from this theater, and we left at 12.15 to make sure we got there by 12.30 That's to make sure we could get our stuff and get into the theater. And, yeah, I know that there are trailers to some movies, but these special events don't really have trailers. And so yeah. when it says it's going to start at 1 o'clock... It's starting. It's usually starting. And so there were probably three or four sets of people yeah. that came in during some of the opening sequences, which you're getting a lot of information from some of these opening sequences. You're being introduced to the cast. They're talking about things. So you don't know, if you've never seen a movie, what's going to be important and what's not. And I did miss some of the opening dialogue between the crew members because there was one where, like, they couldn't see where they were trying to sit, so somebody had to get oh up and God, move. Oh, my God, right in front of us. Right in front of us. And the house lights are completely down. They don't really line the stairs anymore with mm-hmm. lights, especially. So have, for... they have their flashlights finding their seat numbers. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, you know, don't be a dick, honestly. <laughs> don't walk into a movie 15 minutes after it starts. Because, exactly. like, I did miss some. And it's not a huge deal. It's just, like, common courtesy. Mm-hmm. Even when we're the only ones in the theater. Or yeah. think we are. Or we're in the back row, so it's not a big deal. Or whatever. It's just... So Chris Duckman is one of the movie reviewers that we like to watch on YouTube. And he has, like, two things mm-hmm. on his channel. And they're just a rant on moviegoers. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yes, we do a podcast. Yes, we pay attention to create the best content that we can. But even just throwing that aside, just be, like, a cool human being. Show up on time. Shut the fuck up. And don't go if you have a crazy cough or cold. I'm just saying. <laughs> Other than that, we didn't have any talkers no. or loud eaters. Yep. It was really respectful. Once everybody got that. in the mm-hmm. theater, it was told. And I think that's because, again, other than maybe me being the outlier, outlier or some significant others that went because their spouse was mm-hmm. super into it, you can assume that most of these people are here celebrating this because they love this movie. Right. Which exactly. is, I totally get it. But, you know, even still, mm-hmm. don't be a dick. Right. And on that, I give this movie a 3 out of (laughs) 5. Yeah. um, Also a 3 out of 5. We seem to match all the time. I would definitely, if it were just me, thinking about this, probably a 1 or a 2. But this is also me we're talking about. So trivia and history definitely comes into it. And what they have achieved for their genre. So I'm going to judge that into it too. And 3. They did an amazing job just because I don't like it and it's not for me. And I think that it did. While there were things that had come before this for it to live up to, which they even talked about Ridley Scott was like, it has to be as good as the production value of like Star Wars. And they did a good job. A wonderful job. Yeah. They never, sometimes movies from the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, if you watch them now, especially for the first time, the time frame can take you out of it a little bit Mm -hmm. because if you're not really in love with a movie or if you don't particularly appreciate it or if you're not a movie buff, then sometimes it can be a hindrance to you enjoying the movie for what it was then. Mm-hmm. This didn't do that for me. I think it even held up to current, you know, yes, it was a little dated based on the computers, but mm-hmm. other than that, that's pretty much how I picture a spaceship. So, right. I mean, they, they did, did a great job. Mm-hmm. And my three is a very strong three. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably give it a four if some of the looky-loo scenes were a little more condensed mm-hmm. because you can build suspense which they did without making them a long drawn out 15 minute looking around exactly. for stuff thing so yeah i and i'm a happy that's a happy three out of five like i did enjoy this movie i definitely did not hate it it was something that did keep my interest for probably you know 80 percent of the movie so 
yeah, I, I'm happy with that. And I think that I'm glad I saw it in theaters. I wasn't super excited to go, to be honest with you. But just because sometimes you just don't want to go to the fucking movie theater. Right, exactly. But I had a good time. Yeah. Not upset about it. Good. Yeah. I'm glad we showed you another intense classic that you should see. Yeah. And now we're done. Right. And I'm never watching it again. That's fair. <laughs> well, you knew going into it that it wasn't going to be a great time for you. Yeah. You leaned over and you were like, I am so bored. <laughs> yeah. I like... I tried because after the chestburster, I I never really remember what the end is like because by that point I've usually fallen asleep. Uh-huh. And I really tried to get into it and hope that I would jump and something like that. No, never. I just was bored the whole time. Yeah. Sadly. There was like one scene where like I jumped a tiny little bit, but I can't tell if that was the scene or my husband sitting next to me is like real jumpy <laughs> at everything. Connor jumped and at one he too. Jumped, <laughs> yeah, there was probably the same one. So, Yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Hopefully our review of Alien didn't disappoint you. It's pretty middle of the road. Neither one of us hate it. So, well. I hate for it. For what it is. Exactly. Yeah. For what it is, I respect it. Yeah. So you can hang out with us on Facebook and Instagram at the Extra Sisters Podcast. You can hang out with us on Twitter at the Extra Sisters. We do have a website. It is extrasisters.com. And you can find us on our Gmail at the Extra Sisters at gmail.com. I would like to mention with our Gmail we do ask for requests all the time, but we may not always get to them. So if you have sent in requests, just know we are not disregarding them. We do have a schedule, though. So we don't throw movies on exactly. willy-nilly. But it is something that we will add. We have a huge Excel spreadsheet of potential movies mm-hmm. to do. So you are not not being heard. We are adding them on there yes. to choose eventually. Just keep listening to us for the next, like, ten years. We'll get to it <laughs> so <eventually>. sorry. <laughs> and next time, this comedy kills. Until then, stay creepy.